1: hello and welcome back to OK sis. my name is Mads
0: and I am Scout, the older sister of the Madela and we are sisters IRL hosting this podcast. actually wait, Mads. this is our three- year anniversary episode. LOL. love that we just realized that every single year we forgot sisters our birthday and this is a hundred percent our third year anniversary birthday okay says the sisterhood is three years
1: old and in honor of our birthday we are not going to do a recap episode you know because no one fucking likes recap episodes so we are going to spare you and give you another topic but yes it is our birthday so happy birthday scout let's say maybe
0: our favorite moment from the past three years <laughs> I think my favorite moment of the past three years, one, I cannot believe we've been doing this for three years. That blows my fucking mind. Two, my favorite moment, I think, was when we walked down to our event space, when we had our live podcast recording event in Los Angeles in the beginning of 2020, which is now almost two years ago. Crazy. When we walked down and we met our sisters in person, I think that was a moment where we got to really see what we were creating outside of this Zoom screen, outside of just recordings with the two of us and a guest. And when we noticed, like, I remember just standing there with you and seeing a crowd of girls all huddled around and knowing that they were there for the sisterhood was one of the most surreal moments. Yeah, that was...
1: That was amazing because it made it tangible almost. I feel like we were a bit in the dark about who our community was. And then obviously with Geneva, we've been able to really connect one-on-one with a lot of people um, and a lot of you sisters. And it's been the great – you know, it's
0: given us so fucking much, you know? Truly. It has given us so, so much. And I talk about this a lot – over at Scout's agency just the power of podcasting because that's what we do at Scout's agency like it's insane how OkaySis has one I can't even remember our relationship before OkaySis like who knows what what it even was I'm unsure who knows did we hang out like I don't remember unclear unclear to the community of sisterhoods insane it is a testament in Geneva how much everyone is supporting one another and all the things and then the network of women that we have interviewed is also insanely big. So it is just, it's a fucking mazel tough blessing. Mazel, mazel. I know, I was gonna say,
1: I think the biggest shift I've seen internally has been a lot more confidence and open-mindedness in terms of portrayals on the internet, if that makes sense. I think I've really, I was really fearful. Of a lot of ways I could be vulnerable on the internet, I could show up as myself, I thought that people that did that were a different breed, that, you know, whatever I thought, and now I'm like, YouTube, let's go, IG Live, I am like putting myself out there too much almost, some would say, (laughs) like it's just... I am more willing to just be so vulnerable on the internet and it's been delightful.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been a confidence booster, I think, for the both of us because I think kind of the, I don't know if it's the preciousness of OK Sis is that we started it, yeah, treating it seriously, but we didn't really know this would bring our lives to this point. And so I think that we started being on the internet, just the two of us talking as sisters. And so... That authenticity and that idea that nobody's watching, I think, is still here. And it allows us to just be ourselves. I know we're so authentic. We are so fucking authentic. And it's so important. Yeah. It's so important to be authentic on the internet. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're like mixing sarcasm with truth right now. I don't know where we're going. I
1: mean, what's new?
0: Yeah. What's new? Unclear if we're making fun of that or if we're striving to be that. I think it's both. I think it's both. And you know what? If you've learned anything from OK Sis... It's okay to be both. It's okay to be. Okay, so me. It's the integration. (laughs) It's the integration. Of the both of them. Me, Mads, and Kenzie Elizabeth, who was our guest on the last episode. If you haven't checked that out, we did a swap with them. Truly incredible. If you haven't checked that out, I mean, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that episode. I actually haven't listened to Kenzie on ours yet because I'm afraid. I'm just afraid of what I sound like. Oh, you are gonna pee your
1: pants. There's this there's this big chunk of time where like you're not talking, and then you and because you're laying on the couch, we like me and Kenzie are just talking to one another, and then you like peep up and start talking, and I'm like, what's that old woman
0: what's that over there oh god yeah that is um (laughs) what who is that i can't tell if we're gonna gain sisters or lose sisters for how unhinged and ridiculous we were on that episode you know what's meant to be will be that's my mantra these fucking days mads the prophet and the sage so anyways we were in A group text with me, Kenzie, and Mads. And we posted the reel about me laying on the couch like a dead fish recording this episode because I was tired and delirious and whatever, talking about which Kardashian is our favorite. And at the same time that that reel was posted, I posted a photo on my personal Instagram Uh, celebrating me being a year off psychiatric medication and what I learned about my mental health, et cetera. And I screenshotted both and I sent them to Kenzie and Mads. And I said, the duality of me on the internet. I
1: mean, the duality, the spectrum, you know, as we like to celebrate here on OK we are 360 human beings. Um, We do not need to just shed light on one side of ourselves. We can bring the whole package. OK, we could bring the
0: holistic package. And that is that's what we've, been doing for the past three years. For better or for worse. Okay. So Mm -hmm. let me get into my current fixation because it's a good one. Okay. It is a good one. So my current fixation is the Cocaine Cowboys, which is a, I think, six series, a docu series on Netflix right now. It's a documentary on, as I said, the cocaine cowboys, which were the
1: Yeah, you texted me something about cocaine and I was like, "Unsubscribe oh. to cocaine content, please." Uh,
0: cocaine Cowboys are so good. It is the perfect perfect documentary storm for me. It is about Salma Gludah and Willie really Falcone. They are from Miami and they essentially had the largest cocaine drug dealing situation in the country and it basically shaped Miami culture in the 80s and the 90s. And it is the craziest story, not necessarily about how they rose to power as drug lords, kingpins, whatever, but really about how the FBI was trying to catch them for 20 years. The case is so wildly insane, but it's got everything. It's got the cartel. It's got Miami. It's got the FBI. It's got trials. It's got, you know, the theme song is Pitbull. Giving it to me hard. There's nothing more that I love than an opening Pitbull song. So. This was, I could not stop watching. I was at the edge of my seat. I had dreams that I was in the courtroom with them. And I don't know why it's very off-brand for me, but I am so into cartel movies and documentaries and TV shows. Like Narcos was my thing. If it's not the cartel, the mom movies. I think it's because I get so afraid from other horror content or other like murder mystery content. But I don't get afraid of the mom and the cartel movies because It's so removed from my life that, like, there's no way I'm going to get shot in a supermarket for being involved in a cocaine trade. So I just don't get scared for myself. You never know. I mean, you never know. Like, we never thought we would be on the Internet. So, like, you never know. But yeah, so it's the Cocaine Cowboys. It's about the two largest drug pin, whatever you call them, in the country. They brought over, I think it's only on record that it was 75 tons of cocaine, but they say it's probably around 175 tons, which is like, I think, I don't even know how much money that is. But anyways, it's very well done. You will like it if you like court case stuff, things with spins and turns and shocking everything. It's it's And if you like a good Pitbull song, it's uh, it's got everything you need. Yeah, the Pitbull really f- feels on brand for you. Ugh, my man. Truly my man.
1: You know, oh, Scout, there is a TikTok trend going around about Pitbull. I know. I saw it. You should, you need to get on it. I invented it, you know, in my head. Okay, but let's, you know, contribute to the content so that we can get a little viral action. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking lost hope, dude.
0: I think I'm done posting video content.
1: Every time I post a TikTok or a Reels, I'm just like, if this doesn't go viral, I quit. I just don't understand the algorithm, the
0: algorithmic choices that TikTok decides to make. They stopped doling out free views for sure. They stopped. Yeah, they're done. They're done. Oh, they're done. You missed the train, darling. Although you've been on the train since the beginning, so I don't know what that says about you. I've been on TikTok
1: before all you little bitches were on TikTok, okay? I was on it before the pandemic. I was Actually, we were on it about in 2019, I believe.
0: We did Renegade before our live event.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. When we were on
0: Dad's boat, which I understand that sentence sounds... Why that sentence doesn't sound like anything It sounds like we were on our father's boat Who is a fisherman I don't know what He's a fisherman he fishes so He has a boat
1: I know sometimes I tell people that He's a fisherman and they're like that's his Like profession
0: no he but he's like a very Excellent deep sea fisher
1: it's a It's a hobby okay so We were on the boat and uh One of dad's friends brought his kids And they were on tiktok and they were Like you gotta get on tiktok it's The next thing and we downloaded It and we made it okay sis one and then I like, remember, we posted a story. We were like, we're going to be on TikTok. And literally, it was like crickets. Like, no one even knew what the fuck it was. It was very, very Gen Z at that moment. And then, um, obviously, the pandemic.
0: Nothing continued to happen for the TikTok.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine if we actually took it seriously at that moment, then we would have been.
0: Listen, it's exhaustive. Like, I tried it's to exhausting. take Clubhouse seriously, and it was such a waste of my fucking time. And I understand the notion of, You know, get on the train, get in early, etc. But it's similar to investing, you know. You have to be okay with losing your time and your efforts, etc. The same way when you invest, you have to be okay with losing money. And you have to kind of try different things. You can't just invest in one thing and see a return. You have to like invest in a bunch of stuff to see a return, to see which one hits, but to be honest, yeah, it's not worth it. Also, TikTok at
1: that time was not what it is today. Like, it was not even dances. It, it was like weird. Uh, you know the people that you lip sync. It was like just lip syncing. It wasn't really. That's right. Right. Like it wouldn't have made any sense for us to be on it. Like it. Um, you know, it, it was stupid. But anyways, so I just want to let everyone know that I was on the pulse. Uh, in 2019, I was on
0: the TikToks, and yeah, still not going viral. I was um watching Mads on TikTok, so I decided to post a video, which did. I don't know, 100, 100 views, were, we're winning at life. Um, and I saw Charlie D'Amelio and I was like, what is it about this woman? Because I also saw Addison Rae a while ago and I was like doing a little bit of a deep dive. And then I saw mm-hmm. her sister, Dixie, who I'm into Dixie vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, Dixie's more my vibes than Charlie is. Oh, Dixie is so your vibe. So my vibe. And then she sings that song, Psycho. She's like a little brat. Like a what? little rat? Wait, not a rat. Not she a sings rat. that song. Yeah. Well, her hair is kind of interesting. No, um, no, 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 what? no, no. <laughs> what?
1: She's not a rat. She's a brat. Oh, are you? I'm not a brat. You're not a brat, but you are a bit sassy. Oh. Oh. Also,
0: she has she has she has like mental illnesses. So mm-hmm. that's you. Okay. So she's edgy. She's cool. Mental illness. There, cool. <laughs> there it is. I like what she wears. The clothing that she wears is cool. Great. Anyways, I was into Dixie and then I saw that they have a reality show coming out, which I understand is old news. I fucking get it. But just wow. Yeah. Wow. And then I looked and these girls can now just post videos of them doing nothing. Oh, nothing. Oh, Nothing. And if virality just is, you know, second nature to them. Like, yeah, no. I think I need to put Luna on. I think Luna would do well. You need to whore out your dog for TikTok. People love little puppies. Okay, let's stop. We've literally spent ten minutes talking about TikTok. Mads, what's your current fixation? Oh, okay, my current fixation. I mentioned this a little
1: bit on Kenzie Elizabeth's podcast when we went on hers. I am currently fixated on the financial gym. Now, if you have not heard of the financial gym, it is basically a service where they go over all of your expenses, all of your goals, both short term and long term in regards to money. And I know this is like not a sexy topic, but I've had a very complicated relationship with money. And I decided after doing the to be magnetic Lacey Phillips unblocking money manifestation that I need to walk through the fire. I need to own my shadow. I am owning it here and now. I suck at money. I suck at budgeting. It scares me. Co- money feels like it has complete control over me. I feel very helpless when I'm around it. That is my shadow, and that is why I have not I have never approached it in a mature sense. So I said, "You know what? I'm going to take a step." And I'm going to say it right here. Financial gym, great branding, on, on point, beautiful. They lured me in, okay? Affordable, great branding. Those are literally the two things that I need in order to sign up for your service. So I signed up. I got paired with this lovely woman. Her name is Kylie. If you want me to, to refer you to her, she is spectacular. And we went through all my expenses. She gave me a, a budget. You know, it was very scary, but she kind of acted like a therapist. I was like, hey, is this like therapy sometimes? She's like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm a therapist. Like, <laughs> Like literally just, you know, because money is very emotional. And I don't think people, people think that it's very, you know, very pragmatic and very masculine in a way. But it's actually extremely emotional and a lot of things are tied to it. So I've been kind of you know, unlearning a lot of societal impressions about money, a lot of familial impressions about money. I'm going through this whole money revolution in my brain and in my life. And you know what? It feels incredible. And I know you talk a lot about this in your book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, but <laughs> I love saying it like that. God help me. Um, I know you have a whole chapter about money in your book. And I just want to say that, you know, it is something that is very emotional. And if you are struggling with. Even where to start and you feel really, really helpless, I would highly recommend getting that step that it's very much, it holds you accountable. They give you such amazing direction that I felt like I was kind of like coming out of the deep forest into this beautiful you know, space where it's like, wow, I am going to be putting incredible foundational habits in place and really understanding and and, and signaling to the world and to the universe that I'm good with money. And that will then in turn, give me more of it, okay? The universe needs to know that I can control it, or not control it, but I can be responsible with it and that I can uh, have a better relationship with it. And therefore, the money will flow in as a result. It will make more space for the money to flow into me.
0: Okay, a y s i s. Let
1: getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Wow, you are your spiritual goddess. I'm a spiritual goddess and I'm a financial
0: planner. You remember when you would make fun of me for just saying the word the universe and you just spoke about the universe flawlessly? You know, I did put a little like
1: accent when I said the universe just because I want to make sure people. Yeah, like you do with my book. What does that say about my book? Yeah, I want to make sure that people,
0: (laughs) I want to make sure that people know like where I came from. Like I have not changed. Okay. Okay. Okay, so two things. I'm so obsessed with this tonight and I actually want to, do they do remote? Do I have to be in Los Angeles? No, no, no. Okay. Everything is remote. Okay, cool. So I think I'm going to make a thing because I have been listening also to Ramit Sethi, who is a very interesting, he has a different kind of philosophy on money. And I have been deciding actually this week that I want to put all of my expenses into QuickBooks because I'm I'm pretty good at the budget and I know how much my expenses are and how much personal saving I have. I mean, how much personal spending I get every month, etc. But I really want to get down to the nitty gritty of where exactly that money is going. Like, How much am I spending in food versus something else, right? Or gas, right? So so I told my husband that I was going to put it all into QuickBooks and then I'm going to be we automate our savings but I want to take it to the next level and put a portion of the savings into cash and really come up with a number in my savings that I feel comfortable at especially as an entrepreneur. It's really nice to have that really everyone should have a safety net but they call it a fuck you fund. It, no the the like I can't pay myself this month. I have. Oh, the I can't pay myself fund. Got it. Which doesn't happen to me, but I'm just saying it might one day. So the emergency fund, the safety emergency fund, and then also putting a portion every single month into an investment portfolio that can compound over time. So do you know who we should have on? we should have on my client, Natalia Benson, to talk about the energetic, emotional side of money and do a whole episode. That would be so good. You know, now that I'm thinking of it, I think I may have said this as my curve fixation. Or
1: I don't know. Maybe it's a double curve fixation. No, you haven't. Or maybe you have. I haven't? Okay. Because I do remember me saying that I wanted to have a financial influencer on and then people DM'd me like who financial influencers are. There's this girl that is on TikTok and it, she's called her first 100K or something or my first 100K or something. She's huge. She just got a book deal. So we'll, 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 we'll research this because now I'm open to it. It is the one topic that I think we have not covered in the three years of being on sis. We have never had a money person on.
0: And I think it's because of my limiting beliefs and of things that I I fear. Oh, This is so exciting because I love money. We should do... We should do a whole month, a whole month, one episode around the emotional side, one episode around like tangible tips, our relationship. We should theme a whole month around money. Yes. And if your
1: blood pressure is rising like it is for me, that's okay. We need to step into the fire. Listen to the blood pressure. Okay, as Scout says in The Emotional Entrepreneur, listen to your anxiety. It is telling you something. Do not run away. Walk into the fire with me. We are going to walk into the
0: fire. You are theatrical today. (laughs) If I've ever seen a theatrical (laughs) performance, these these uh, accents are really going all over the place in such a medley. (laughs) Um, You know, it's just like such depth that I have. I
1: you know, it just like comes out of me so naturally. Just like falls out of me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's you. Theatrical, like leaking out of your pores. Okay, sisters, let's actually get to this episode now that we've been chatting for 20 minutes. So, this episode is all about protecting your energy from the incredibly increasing stimuli of the notifications, whether it is text messages, emails, social calls, etc. I have been feeling in the last couple months very, very overwhelmed by my phone, even to the point where I told my husband that I might get a separate phone where just he has my number and I can just literally be without it. I have almost started to develop this really negative relationship to it that it just stresses me out so much. And let me take you back a little as to how I got here is that When I was launching my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, I decided to run, quote unquote, a business marathon and I decided to put a lot on my plate and reach lofty goals. And in order to do that, I knew that I had to sacrifice elsewhere and I really decided that that sacrifice was going to come in my personal life with family, friends, time, etc., and in doing that, I felt as if I had to communicate that to my friends, et cetera. But what really unearthed was this deep level of codependency that I suffer from. And as I would get text messages and not respond to them immediately, I would feel so terrible. And then I would get really stressed that my text messages were really piling up. And then I started thinking about this culture of the text message. And Mans can talk a little bit more about social media, but the culture of the text message that we are so mindful about our day. we do our morning routine, we're really focused at work, we do our night routine, we're really present with our significant others, with our friends when we're with them, etc. And the text culture is really not in alignment for me anymore and I can't believe that it is what it is in the sense that, I can just be going about my day and I can get hit up by up to 10 people sometimes with a text message. And if you don't answer within a certain amount of time, like literally usually less than 24 hours, you get a follow-up of, are you okay? Hello? Did you get this? Et cetera. And so it's almost become our phones have become such a direct connection and line to us that It is difficult for me to focus on the task at hand and really be mindful with what I'm doing in the moment because my phone, when I get a text message, just pulls me out of my flow and it forces me to redirect towards somebody else's needs. And as someone who's codependent and trying to make everyone happy all the time, that can feel really overwhelming when you have an inbox, when you have a social media thing, et cetera. So I really wanted to talk to Maddie and to you guys, The Sisterhood, about why we feel this need that text messages is something you have to answer immediately. One, because you can't unread them, so you feel like they're going to get lost. But two, just opening up the conversation to the fact that we do not have to answer everyone all day long constantly. I feel as if Sometimes I'm literally in a text thread with a friend throughout the entire day, and it's just so distracting and it it makes me really stressed and anxious because I'm also kind of floating a bunch of ships at work, etc. So I wanted to talk about it because I'm really, I think, going to stop answering my text messages every day unless they're for work. Like me and Mads are in a text with our network, etc. But I think that my text message is now going to become my email where I allow it to pile up and then I respond when I can get to it. But in that, I feel like I'm letting people down. I feel like I'm not supporting them. I feel like I'm not there for them. And yet the idea that we can have access to whoever we want, whenever we want, and this expectation that they'll stop what they're doing to answer us, I think has gone a little too far. And as we women start to develop our careers and our purpose or have families, whatever, that time gets really limited. And I think text messages for me is the first thing that gets to go on the on the list. So I wanted to open up the conversation to see how Mads feels about kind of the bombardment of notifications on the phone. All right, let's see here.
1: Number one, you mentioned the fact that we can't unread texts, which Apple, if you're listening, I know someone that listens works at Apple, Please implement that feature. It'll change all of our lives. So with that, I do not open a lot of texts because I see them and then I don't open it so that I can remember to reply later on. I don't know. I'm not as pulled like you are. I don't have any notifications on my phone. I think the only thing I have is texts. And as I mentioned, I don't read them until I have have a moment either at the end of the day or when I'm taking a break. And if it's something really, you know, urgent, if someone is going through something, I will say to them like, hey, sorry I didn't respond right away. I wanted to take time to craft a thoughtful response, right? That's kind of my way to let them know, like, or even right away, you could say, hey, I'm reading this. I want to pause for a second so that I can, you know, respond thoughtfully. I really think that, yes, the culture has made us this way, but I think it's fine to wait a bit to respond. I mean, everyone's busy. Everyone's working. I usually turn off notifications on my computer as well, unless it's you know my work calendar so I can get notified about meetings. And then I've mentioned the Pomodoro method many times. The phone is away during that 30 minutes. And then the only time that I look at it is when the alarm goes off after 25 minutes. So to me, when you're in a flow, you should not have your phone face up that, you know, lights up obviously and takes you out of that flow. The thing for me that gets tricky is social media, for sure. I think especially with camber, I've been doing a lot of content. We also work, you know, do the OKSis Instagram and things of this nature. And I will go on Instagram for one purpose and then end up in this insane loophole hole Not even remembering why I opened the app in the first place and become extremely distracted by, everyone knows, by everything that is on Instagram. You know, it's just tricky because I want to be really engaging with our audience. I want to respond to every comment. I want to respond to every DM. But if that's not why I'm going on the app and that's not the purpose, and I I cannot do that at that moment. So I've been trying to tell myself this is the hour that I dedicate to engagement, right? I'm responding to every comment, responding to every DM, and that's it. I don't do this every day. I'm not that great at it, but I'm going to try to implement something like that. And then then if I need to check Instagram or check it for something – I need to be intentional about it or even check it on your computer because it's a little easier not to get as distracted on the computer. I do not have any notifications on for Instagram, for TikTok, for email, for literally anything. I don't have anything, nothing except for Geneva. I do love Geneva because it really brightens up my day. But that moment I turned off email notifications. And the reason I'm saying this is because I'm looking at email all day, okay? I do not need to be notified of it. It's gonna be, I'm gonna look at it in five minutes. Every five minutes, I'm gonna look at it. So what's the point? It's the same with Instagram. I'm gonna look at it. So it's like, what is the point of it externally telling me that there's something in there for me? That's kind of my philosophy. There's tons of distractions and it's really, really overwhelming. I was, even a couple nights ago, I was super anxious and I kept just being like, I caught myself in this hamster wheel. I literally looked from my personal Instagram to OK Says Instagram to Canberra Instagram, looked at every new notification, made sure to look at the DMs, then went back and did it over and over and over again. I was like, what am I looking at? What am I looking for? Same with TikTok. Yeah. Each one, I just went back and forth, back and forth for like an hour. I was like, what is this? Like, what am I doing? Like, I think it just needs to be, again, time management and a very thoughtful approach. You know, because it's not bad. Obviously, people are trying to reach you to either hang out with you or to want your advice on something. So just take care of your energy. I don't think you should completely ignore it, but I think people will be understanding if you take a little bit of thought and intention when approaching your response.
0: Yeah, this is something that I'm starting to really realize that I deeply, deeply suffer from, that you you have never suffered from, and I've always admired you for putting these boundaries around your time when it comes to other people. if you are listening to this and resonating, I get to many points, oftentimes a couple times a month where I'm crying so much because the external requests of family, friends, loved ones, Instagram notifications, filled up my calendar, et cetera, get too great. And my husband always says, it's because they love you. And I'm like, that's not what's happening here. What's happening here is that I'm a codependent. And so I sacrifice my energy and I automatically respond to people immediately. And I automatically put them in my calendar and I automatically do all these things, which trains the people around me to think that I am available 24 seven and that my time is super, super open and available at all times. And I think if someone's listening to this, that struggles with codependency. I mean, it's like, it's something that I've realized in the last couple weeks, how ingrained and how much I suffer from codependency, because it literally feels like my heart is being ripped out when I don't answer someone's text message. Like the thought that I am letting them down or that they expect something from me or that I am being rude by not answering them is so great that I then resent everybody for reaching out to me because I train their expectations of me to be above and beyond, to be available at all times. And then when I'm available to everybody at all times, I lose myself in the process. Like, for example, we've had family stuff where I don't want to go, but I could never not go because I could not imagine saying no for just because I don't want to go and how much that would let them down. You would say no all the time and I go alone. And so it's this really, really terrible thing that I think a lot of people struggle with. And if you are codependent, the notifications from your email, from your text messages, from your social media of people asking you questions can trigger you into not letting other people down and to sacrifice your energy. And so for me, it has literally gotten so toxic that I don't I don't want my phone anymore.
1: Huh, yeah. I do not relate to anything you just said. That is so wild to me, man. That's
0: wild. And you know why? It's because I'm selfish, honestly. No, but this is the tricky part, right? I thought you were selfish because this, which a little <laughs> bit is that you're selfish with this stuff. But I'm the most selfish because me catering to other people's needs as a codependent It is partially because I care so significantly about the other person, but codependents feel safe when other people are safe. So we fix people or we help people or we show up so significantly. We're the best friend you can have. We're the best sister. We're the best da-da-da-da-da. So you want to be viewed that way? No, so that they feel good and safe so I can feel good and safe. That is a mindfuck. So it's actually a very selfish thing for me Because I'm trying to help everybody because as I said, when I don't, I go through like this withdrawal, like craziness and I feel terrible. And so it's really just about making me feel safe and helping people and responding people and showing up for people is the drug. Ooh. Okay. So now we're realizing that you're
1: selfish. Yes. Okay, great. Got it. Just wanted to put that on the record. Got it. Well, we're both in different ways. Everyone is selfish. (laughs) Everyone's selfish. Okay, so this is great. This episode is all about something that I don't struggle with. Wow. Okay, so this is what I think you should do. I think you should, you communicate through Slack with your company. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm fine to communicate with you on whatever we can make another platform like that so that it's work. And I think you literally should put your phone somewhere else while you're doing work and honestly take off messages on your computer. I think that needs to be the steps because then basically friends and family can only intrude, not intrude, it's not a good word, but just like, you know, they, they won't distract you during the day and then you know you also mentioned the other the other day when you know you left your phone and you thought that someone's going to come to you with an emergency or like think that you are in danger and I'm like okay well first of all like no one thinks you're in danger like it's okay and then number two it's like if we really needed to get a hold of you we could figure out a way to get a hold of you I I always I kind of think that way too I'm like if I left my phone in the other room how could someone get in touch with me if an emergency they would call Ben. Ben's right next door. Like, you know, so it's like you do have other routes. And I think we just get so hung up that, oh, my God, there's going to be emergency. So I need to have my phone on at all times when like how often has there been that case? You know what I mean?
0: Yes. I think those are all really good tangible things that I need to just for the time being strip myself of even the temptation of a notification. And I need to tell myself like dad called me an hour and 45 minutes ago and I didn't answer. And I'm still thinking about it, about how I did not answer his call. Wow. That's the level of intense codependency I have on our family and friends. And so the first thing I've done, and then I'm going to go into what you just said, the first thing I've done is be okay to not even answer a call. Not even to say, hey, I have to call you back. Or to not answer a call and not text like, hey, I can't talk right now. Just not answer a call. That is like, oh, crazy for me.
1: I have not answered a call since 2018. No one is calling me. No one. Yeah. If you want to reach me, I am never going to pick up your call. I'm just letting everyone know. If you want to reach me, do not
0: call me. I don't, I don't pick up a call. So, okay, so if this is resonating, the first thing is permission to just not answer. 100%. And then the second thing, which is what you said, is to minimize the notifications if these notifications really, really overwhelm you. Absolutely. I mean... It changed my life when I
1: took off all notifications. We were actually talking about this with our stepsisters that our morning routines are so sacred because we don't look at our phone. And it's this, like, beautiful moment. It's like a breath of fresh air when we're just not connected, you know, and we're a little unplugged. And they're like, wait, but when you, like, turn off your alarm, aren't, isn't there so many notifications you just, like, are already distracted? I'm like, no. There's no notifications. It's out.
0: We're done. We're done with the notifications. So I told you about no Instagram notifications, which blowed your mind. And then you actually told me about no email notifications, which was such a game changer because I would literally have my alarm. I would turn it off. And if I saw an email from a client, like boom, 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 I'm done. And so turning off all notifications, I think I'm honestly going to turn off text notifications because I need to go into... Complete detox of this shit. Do not disturb. Do not disturb. Okay. So my phone is on do not disturb right now and it keeps giving me notifications.
1: Okay. So I put on do not disturb once and I like didn't realize that it was on And I, like, didn't get – I didn't get any notifications or, like, any – I kept getting missed calls but, like, not getting the calls or something. And I was like, oh, right. Like, I'm on Do Not Disturb. Like, I didn't give any shits. Like, I think I'm going to put that on forever. Like, I think that's just – I mean, I don't – obviously, I do not suffer from this. Well, mine's not working. (laughs) Well, then, you know, that's another issue. But I think, you know, I don't – I don't really – this is not really something that I – that I have to endure. So one, I apologize that this is like, you know, terror in your mind about this. I think you need to do a lot of like releasing um, and understanding that other people don't care. You know, like I don't think other people don't care as much as you think they do. And additionally, I think you need to start training them. You know, the same way you trained them to think that you are always available, I think you now need to train them. Because guess what? I have trained...
2: Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. I also realized I, I've done this to such an extreme extent that it was about five minutes before I was about to leave the hotel to go to my book launch party. And it was you, my friend, and Adam. And within 45 seconds, as I'm about to go out and like launch my book, Adam was asking me if he should do one button or two buttons. You were asking me about something on your thing. And then my friend was asking me if she should do this or this. And all three of you asked me what you should you should all do. And I stood there and I almost wanted to scream because I was like, I did this to myself. Like I put myself in a position where everybody comes to me for every little thing and I'm about to have the biggest moment of my life. I don't give two flying fucks. If you have one button or two, make your own decisions. Like I have trained people to lean on me for all of that. Mm.
1: Yeah. You need to untrain it. You need, it's a muscle. It is going to take practice And I think you just need to start signaling now do it in a nice way, though, because sometimes you're a little annoying with your boundaries. I'm going to I'm going to be honest, like you need to say it in a way that doesn't like
0: really shut out the
1: other person.
0: Well, that's my problem is I get to a point where I'm on a breaking point and that's when I set the boundary and that's not a good time to set a boundary. That's not a good time to set a boundary. So let's
1: talk about boundary setting. Like for me, like I said. When I don't respond for a while, I leave it unread and then I'll respond at the end of the day and be like, if it was really, one, nothing is really urgent, first of all, like, I don't know, nothing is urgent. So if it was really urgent, I'll be like, I see this, I acknowledge it. I'm going to respond later. I'm a little busy right now or whatever the case is. And then I just respond later when I know I can have a lot more thoughtful and intentional message. You know, something actually that reminds me of this is when we always talk about magic in the mundane and the sitting in the discomfort, a lot of it actually came with texting for me and a little bit where, you know, someone would text you something that, you know, they're a little mad at you or they're saying something that's like, and it makes your blood boil, you're like, oh my God, I have to respond right now and like ease the situation. But what if you just sat with it? And then when you became a little at ease, a little calmer, you could respond with a lot more level-headedness, a lot more ease. And I think that honestly, I mean, I don't get like a lot of those texts a lot because I'm perfect, but once in a while, if if I did something to offend someone or, or someone, you know, is confrontational, which is, you know, I hate confrontations, so that's a whole other
0: episode, yeah. mm.
1: but I have trained myself now to sit with it and not respond to it until I have consulted with like you i've consulted with ben i've like really talked through what i want to respond i write it in notes and then i respond whereas before i would have been like like it's fine it's fine you know and and really been too quick about it
0: that's actually what you went to with when we had tina marie clark on was that that sorry that's yeah that's exactly
1: – that's exactly what it was. Tina Marie Clark told us about this exact phenomenon and, you know, when you're you're quick to respond to something, you might not have as much intention about it. I feel like intention is the word of the episode. I keep saying it, but that is the best word for it. So I think something that you, you should start doing is literally being like, okay – By me, it's not even sitting in discomfort, but like by me not responding, I'm going to give a better response later on when it has my full attention.
0: Yes. I just looked at my screen time. My average text message notification for a day, 372. 372 texts? I am not joking you when I say that text messages have completely bombarded my life. Who the fuck is texting you? I one time went through a Saturday and no one texted me until three. And I actually couldn't believe my life. I maybe get like 10 texts a day. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who's texting? Uh, this me? is my problem. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Okay. This is what I mean. I spend three hours and four minutes on average in text messages a day. It's not Instagram for me. It's not scrolling on reels. And the problem is, is that when you scroll on Instagram, you sit there and you're just doing that, right? This is like pulling me out of my life, pulling me out of my life, pulling me out of my, oh my God, I have a problem. I have a problem. Okay, so I am the sage and the prophet here. Yeah, you are because I need help. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a real position of power here. This is fantastic. Okay, this is not what people in power are supposed to do. What
1: are you doing? Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I just feel great. So, Oh, happy for you. (laughs) Number one, we're going to turn off the notifications. We've said this many times. This is the checklist, okay? Number one, turn off notifications. Number two, designate another app or another service to only have work. Let's say Slack or some other place. Number three, put the phone away. Take off messages on your computer. Put the phone away. Upside down or across the across the way, right? Like on a table while you're doing work. You don't like Pomodoro, but I'm just saying, like, it does kind of help because then you get like a little break. I mean, you're not supposed to look at your phone for the break, but it does like there is this like anticipation, so you really are focused and in a flow for that chunk of time. And then we are going to untrain the friends and family. Mm -hmm. Scout, you are loving, you are dear to everyone, but No one is thinking of this as much as you are, as what I just want to say. You will show up to the events that you need to show up to, and that is that. And people will understand if you take 12 hours to respond to them. I think people are not thinking about this as much as you think.
0: Yes. Oh, and
1: be nice about your boundaries. Okay.
0: I don't know what you mean. Well, I think I only communicate not nicely to you. I think I communicate nicely to everybody else. Oh, that is definitely a sister thing. That is definitely such a thing. I will craft a beautiful text message that states my boundaries with you. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm Should we switch to Slack?
1: You know, I fucking hate Slack, but I would do it for you. Why? Wait, why do you hate Slack? It gives me anxiety, like work anxiety, except it's, I mean, Camber is not even an anxiety. And, I mean, it is in a certain sense, but like just like past jobs, you know what I mean? Like mm. it just makes me a little anxious, but it's fine. I am fine to do Slack. Let's do it.
0: Because I'm going on a text message detox. I see. I understand. Okay, so check back in with me in a month, and let's see if I can get that average down to 100. Okay. We're going to cut it like basically 70%. Nice.
1: Okay. I'm so excited for this journey for you.
0: Thanks, Mad
1: Sisters, if this is something you struggle with, I don't relate to you. I'm really
0: jealous because I'm literally about to go to... Fucking oh Coda, God. and do a twelve-step program, and get a sponsor around oh, this because Jesus this is Christ. this is ruling my life, and it's an addiction, and it's a really bad situation.
1: um Okay, so if you've listened this far into the episode, I do want to mention something I forgot to mention at the beginning
0: of the episode. What? We have our merch dropped. Oh yeah, we have a case and a sweatshirt that literally says, sorry, I was on a digital detox. We
1: literally created merch to remind us of this exact topic and Scout is not listening to the merch, which is really rude. Like she should be listening to the merch.
0: Well, no, this was my problem that I'm realizing is I'm great on digital detoxes, but what I did was instead of dealing with the root everyday problem, I would just put my phone away for six hours instead of integrating a healthier daily practice yes uh, we need to face the
1: fire as i keep saying walk into it do not run
0: away from it did you get that from my book no I, that came from my head oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay so if you want to get our merch uh it's in geneva only right now so you can go to no. the link in our show no. notes oh it's not it's in the world Oh, it's. Oh, yeah. We launched it today in the world. It's on our Instagram at OKSysPodcast. You can go and get you the editorial calendar. I just can't. Oh, don't. No, we're trying to limit the stuff that I see. You know, I don't need the editorial calendar.
1: No, but you always get the dates wrong. We talked about this on the last episode.
0: Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I got my. Oh, my (laughs) God. I just can't. All right. All right. Oh, God. We're just we're just we're all trying our best. We're We're all trying our best. Yes. Okay, do you want to talk about the merch? Sisters, we have the cutest merch ever, honestly. We have
1: four sweatshirts, I believe. One that says sister, one that says mentally healthy, one that says sorry I was on a digital detox, and one that says morning person. I specifically love the morning person one and the sister one. A lot of people are loving the sorry I was on a digital detox one. It's on the back, just so you know, and then the front has a little sister in the top corner. Now, we also have two phone cases, which are also bestsellers already. Number one is the Sorry I Was On A Digital Detox one. It is, oh, so cute. Number two is the Mentally Healthy one, which is the one Scout has. And then we have two tote bags, one that says Sister and the one that says Mentally Healthy. The Mentally Healthy one is iconic. I wear it every single day. You guys know I'm a huge tote person, so I have been sporting that around. And then the last product and my favorite product is the morning person mug you guys don't understand stand i am a mug fiend and a mug enthusiast i used to collect mugs which is, was a very terrible collection to do because they're very large and fragile it's not really the best collection things to collect but that is what i did when i was a kid and i'm very very picky about my mugs okay so this one is the best size it is very tall it is big And it is so cute. It says morning person on it. So you can have your coffee in it. And it's just delightful. So head to the show notes. Head to link in bio on the Instagrams to get the link to the merch. And we can't wait to see you in it.
0: Yay. And we love you, sisters. Follow us on Instagram at OKSISPodcast. You can follow me at ScoutSobel. Mads at Maddie Mayo. We love you. And we will see you next week. Bye. Uh, mm.